welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. I cover uh, Kane, DuPage, and Kendall counties as a horticulture educator. And this week I wanted to cover several different areas, a little bit of care and culture on flower beds, and then some, I guess, some upcoming insects, if you will, um, and another oddity about mushrooms in the lawn. And the first part of this is uh, many of us have put out flowers for the season, uh, planted perennials this spring, gotten them from garden centers, gotten them on sale, gotten them from big box stores. And uh, the hope is that as as we are kind of headed towards midsummer here, that they're filling in nicely. And a lot of calls to the extension office have been about uh, a, kind of a lackluster um attitude those plants have about growing as we expect them to and a lot of times it's just the fact that um, it was the the plants were impacted by the kind of spring weather we had uh, the, all that rain really didn't promote strong deep rooting uh, the, the water was rel relatively available closer to the surface so maybe in a lot of cases, these root systems have not really established themselves as they should. So now that when we had the drier weather and the soils uh, in the warmer temperatures, they just really weren't doing what we expected them to do. So part of what we need to do perhaps now is consider a bit of fertilizer to kind of invigorate or reinvigorate uh, those roots to get out and grow as the way they should. Uh, while we had all that water earlier, if your beds um, are dry or if you've got beds on the south or west side exposures, they are f eventually going to dry out and and uh, be needing moisture. So that's something that we ought to consider. And then some of these plants, to really to get them growing, if they've uh, f been flowering heavily, you might want to want to think about doing a bit of deadheading, and that that just takes the energy away from producing seeds and puts it back into the plant. And that should help get that started a bit, I think. And uh, those are some of the things that we've seen uh, happening here in the last couple weeks or so as as uh, we'd hoped the beds would be filling in a little bit better than than uh, uh, than they are. In terms of fertilizer, any kind of a uh, flower, tree and shrub, general purpose type fertilizer is what's uh, needed. Uh, you could use uh, some of the foliar feeds as well. Uh, if you're going to use granular materials, uh, apply it to the surface, water it in well to get it going, uh, or if you're going to work it in a bit, do it very, very carefully. You've, you don't want to damage the roots, especially for annuals that are only going to be there for this year. So uh, work it in a little bit with a, a light scratching, uh, get it mixed in with the soil, and then either allow the soil moisture to activate it or go ahead and water it. Uh, and then this gets the granular fertilizers uh, going and uh, available to your plants. Another area that I wanted to talk about are some of the some of the insects. Um, bagworms have now hatched throughout the state and have been uh, ballooning from tree to tree. And by ballooning, I mean the little bagworm generates this silk uh, web string-like structure out into the air, and it literally allows the air to grab the the grab the grab the silk web string, uh, pull it off, and pull it and the worm off the tree, and it floats through the air and lands on another tree. So that's what they're doing right now. 
Uh, most of us, I think, have seen a bagworm sometime in our gardening lifetime. Uh, this is a small worm that will feed on both deciduous and evergreen plants, very common on uh, uh, junipers, uh, uh, pines. Um, they'll be on deciduous plants as well. Uh, and what they do, they uh, their the early feeding uh, uh, is essentially scraping uh, the green colors off of the pine needles or the green color out of the or off of the deciduous materials but eventually they begin to build a silken web around themselves which they carry around for protection eventually they attach themselves permanently to the plants that they've been feeding on and uh, go through the rest of their life cycle so if you get them uh, when they're young just on the plant and still feeding uh, an insecticide a treatment uh, works very well for those, and you've controlled the pest. Once, once they're uh, and by the way, m there's lots of different products that are out there. Uh, BT works. Uh, Spinosad w uh, will also work. There's uh, the typical um, synthetic materials that are available too. So that's one of them. Uh, one of the insects I wanted to talk about. The other one is. Uh, Again, Japanese beetles this year have been reported everywhere in Illinois by now, up from north to the south of Illinois. Um, and as you know, they they love leaf feeders. They're leaf feeding insects, and they feed on the upper surface, eating through the epidermis and into the mesophyll, leaving the lower surface intact. And that's why you get that light tan color, that shading on the leaf when you're looking at it from any kind of distance. Uh, they tend to feed on the upper parts of the plant, so one of their favorite trees is linden. So if you step back and look at your linden, you may see the damage in the upper part of the canopy and the lower lower leaves uh, just fine. Um, they eat many, many things. They eat weeds. They eat smartweed. They we, uh, will eat willow. Rose, of course, is another favorite. Crab apples, uh, apple trees, apples and crab apples being closely related. Um, they'll eat currants. Uh, if you're uh, if if you're someone that's trying to grow grapes in your yard, uh, grapes is another big favorite of those. So you have those guys to deal with as well. So uh, start treatments as soon as they show up, uh, and hopefully you'll keep the numbers down. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about quickly here is we're seeing lots of mushrooms growing in the lawns yet. That comes from all the wet weather we had. Mushrooms usually eat dead, decaying matter, which is what thatch is in your yard. Another part of what's happened, though, in this past spring is uh, while we've had lots and lots of ash trees removed from the emerald ash borer, killing them, and stumps routed out, all those roots that radiate out from the stump of the tree are still there in the soil, and as they begin to rot, we're going to see mushrooms growing more or less in straight lines radiating out from the roots of these trees. That is something that's been occurring. You'll also see... Uh, mushrooms growing around the area where the stump was rotted out or if you didn't rout the stump you're going to see those mushrooms at the base of the stump of your your dead ash tree in your yard so mushrooms is another one that's uh, uh, out there and we saw a lot of it this spring but we're still seeing it right now with all the moisture uh, we had earlier the fungus is still out there growing uh, and periodically we will see those mushrooms in the lawn. So, Or after a rainstorm, we'll see those mushrooms in the lawn. So thanks for listening this week. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure, and I'll be back again with everybody next week.